At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shell. We're watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. Ten minutes to go in the first period, no score. It doesn't mean we won't get six goals. Yeah, exactly. But still, so far, scoreless. Early flurry by uh, Carolina, but Boston has uh, kind of steadied the ship here a little bit as they get back on five-on-five skating. Uh, but no score as of yet. It's so uh, – I love doing the shows with you because we like to reminisce sometimes when we were talking some boxing back in the day, Lennox Lewis and some of these great heavyweights. And I, it's something I reached out to you on, and I believe we talked about it either on Twitter or maybe we talked about it very quickly in person last week. When I looked at the pound-for-pound pound list, and I was, by the way, dead wrong on my evaluation of Canelo in, in a fight that you and I previewed. You trust me, you, myself, and I, and thousands of other are, are had the same perspective. That we thought Canelo would put a, a boxing lesson on. It was yeah. the other way around. Dimitri Bivol gets that title and, and retains his title and beats uh, Canelo last week in a unanimous decision. You know, my like, where is Tyson Fury on your pound-for-pound pound now? Current fighters at any weight class, right? Because we had Canelo there. This has got to knock him down uh, off the spectrum a little bit here, at least a couple pegs. And I look at it now and I go, is Tyson Fury the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world? I don't have a problem if you make that argument. Um, I think he's terrific. I think he, the fact that he can take a shot, and we saw it against Wilder, he just absolutely rose up like from the dead in, My round, in round 12 there. Um, and then he destroyed. I got to tell you, Dave, it's been a while since I've seen someone put a beat down on the way he did against Wilder in the second match here in Vegas. I mean, you know, it was funny. Wilder criticized his corner for stopping the fight. Yeah. I say, did you a favor? You'd be oh. in a body bag. You know, Wilder always said, I want to put a body bag on somebody. He goes, I want to get a bag on me. He would have gotten a bag. It would have been carried out. You know, I thought you made, when we were just talking to the break, you made a great statement. And that statement was, because again, I, I'm an older guy too. Like I look back on Lennox Lewis, who I thought was an underrated heavyweight. I agree. He went out, uh, you know, by beating Mike Tyson in his last fight. Mike was well past his prime. But you said something very interesting about Tyson Fury and Lennox Lewis. And yeah. that is, you want those heavyweights to scare you. And those guys don't scare you. Well, like Lennox is likable. Right. Lennox is a very intelligent guy. Tyson Fury's got a great person. He's the very likable. Yeah, exactly. Kinda... You know, like he, he, when he's being interviewed, he, you know, he's like, hey, Joe, how you doing? You know, like, right. come on, man. I want the heavyweight champ 
Tyson in the old days, Tyson now is very likable. But Mike but, Tyson scared the bejesus yeah, out of you. Of course he did. Right? right? Like, you watch Tyson to see how much is he going to brutalize the other guy. Yes. When you watch Floyd, you watch it for the sweet science that it is. Right. But to me, you're like, Tyson, okay. You know, I remember when he fought Spinks in 91. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, for the 91 second fight. I think that was in Atlantic City. And I remember saying initially, I go, oh, Spinks took a dive. He's getting 13 million. He want to get killed. And I go back and watch it. And I go, dude, this um, guy was just the baddest man ever. Eyes rolled back in his oh, head. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable what he was able to do. And you don't realize how good Tyson was. I look around. Wilder was kind of in that. Anthony Joshua doesn't do it for me. He goes down against Ruiz. Um, it's just the guys out there. But in, in terms of pound for pound, I think when you look at it, I think Tyson Fury's got to be in the top three. I think Bud Crawford is. Everybody's got Bud Crawford up there. I thought Spence before the car accident yeah. was right there. Um, you know, for me, there's a lot of different guys you can make the argument for. I will say this, and I'm not trying to kind of to take away how wrong I was in the Canelo fight, but I didn't see Canelo as good as everybody else saw him. Hmm. I think he's really, really good. I just didn't see him as the best pound for pound fighter without like any question. Well, again, there's for my money, you mentioned it. And I think this does go into those kind of mythical crowns for all time. People put Tyson on that all time heavyweight of the greatest they've seen. And I don't think that's fair. I think it's, he might be the most intimidating that we had seen for all, real old timers. People will remember well before the grills, George Foreman was a menacing personality. When, when he won the gold for, for the United States and when he was heavyweight champion of the world before he lost Muhammad Ali, that was George Foreman was everything that Mike Tyson was, right? And then he became the likable guy, kind of like Mike Tyson yeah. as post, post-career, right? Tyson Fury right now is as good as, I can't believe I'm saying this, he's as good as, of a heavyweight champion as I've seen to be able to come off the deck and win. When Mike Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas, he got knocked out. He didn't get up off the deck. He tried to, couldn't find his mouthpiece. Like, there are different levels, certainly when I look at nostalgic and what we want to believe those fighters were to be. But Tyson Fury, like right now, when you bet, when you wager on these things, and we nailed his last fight uh, that he just had, he looks down. It looks like he's getting better, if that's possible. I think he is. And uh, I hate the idea that he's talking about retirement. I'm like, don't pull another Ash Barty here and walk away in your prime. Right. Um, You know, it's unfortunate. It would have been an incredible fight had Joshua still been undefeated. And see him take on uh, you know, Tyson goodness. Fury, it would, it would have been absolutely electric. But I don't know. There's certain things, you know. Think about what made Jordan great. Okay. I've never seen a player in the NBA outside of Michael Jordan that half the players were defeated before they stepped on the floor with MJ. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury. Okay, guys, think they may have a shot. Like you know, we, we were talking about. I was on a boxing podcast this week. We were talking about the Klitschko brothers. Very likable guys. Yeah. But I'm like, man, they're really good. But. <laughs> Unfortunately, Eastern European fighters don't get the credit for how good they are. One of my favorite fighters of all time, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, if his career is not spent so much in Europe, people realize what a great fighter he is. No doubt about it, because, again, they they fought primarily in Europe uh, for the majority of their careers, and, boy, do they get paid handsomely to do so. So, again, uh, before we start looking ahead, and we will be talking about some fights coming up here uh, in the near future, but also remember there is a good UFC card tonight. Uh, and I gave it out earlier in the program here, but Jan Bohovic in the main event against Alexander Rakic. I do like the over three and a half rounds. And I do look at some of the modern day UFC fighters, and I wonder, is there anybody in there that we could put up against some of these boxing guys that we're talking about for pound for pound? Kamaru Usman comes to mind here at 170 pounds. Uh, and I, I look at Kamaru and say, the way his career, his trajectory goes, I think we're selling him short on the pound for pound list if we're going to mix mix martial arts into this boxing conversation. But for today... I do like some of these, these favorites. Uh, Ian Kutalaba has uh, been steamed over a $2 favorite here. I do like Rockets. I don't like the price bag uh, at this point. So I think that's gotten a little bit out of hand. And I, I will say this, Caitlin Chikagian, uh, she's minus eighty against Amanda Rebus. Rebus is a smaller fighter at traditionally fights at 115. She's going up in weight at 120, to 125. I don't like her place plus money there. I think Chikagian is going to get that win via decision here. And I do think there's a live dog, though, in Frank Camacho at plus $1.05 against Manuel Torres as that fight card uh, gets ready to, to begin. But I do love your boxing analysis. Uh, certainly, we've been, we've been handicapping some of these fights. The Canelo one was a bit of a surprise and a shock to the system last week. I wonder where he goes from here. Does he go back down and wait? Does he want to have a rematch with Beaver, which I believe he said he does want. Yeah. But do, do you think that would be the right move for Canelo going forward? It would be interesting. I thought he got worked pretty good. I he thought did. the scoring was not accurate. 
115-113 on all three judges' scorecards, it didn't feel that close. No, it was not. I, I thought uh, Canelo did not win any of the first four rounds, and you know he was favored in the first four rounds there. But it, it'd be interesting to see what he chooses to do. That's going to be uh, something to pay attention to. I want to ask you real quick, because yep. I know nothing about MMA. Bring it. Who's the one fighter, male, female, regardless of weight class, whatever, that you go, okay, this person's fighting, I'm tuning in. Like for me, when Tyson was fighting in his heyday, I, I had to watch Tyson. Like, I loved watching Tyson. I'm so glad you asked that question because I mentioned tonight Jan Blachowicz is going to be against Alexander Rockets. Blachowicz was the champion. He lost that crown to Glover Teixeira. The next pay-per-view that we're going to be getting in June yeah. is a fighter named Yuri Prohoshka. Yuri Prohoshka will be fighting Glover Teixeira for the belt that Glover took off of Jan Blachowicz. He is becoming rapidly one of these fighters. And I will say this, he is an, an, an eccentric personality let's put it that way if you think conor mcgregor when conor was coming up now conor was great on the mic that's not yuri prohashka but prohashka is a let's just say a scary guy when he makes that walk to the octagon and he's kind of one of these art of war guys who's going in there to take care of business in the most violent way possible he is becoming appointment mixed martial arts viewing for yours truly i fear for Glover Teixeira, who is the champion post-40, to try to retain his strap next month against Prohoshka. That's all I'll say on that front. Because, again, there are certain fighters. Like, I, I look at Amanda Nunes, who, of course, she's going to have the rematch with Juliana Pena. What Amanda did to, say, the Ronda Rousey's of the world, to the Holly Holmes of the world, she beat the very best of the best. But even in her, her ascent to being the GOAT in, in women's MMA, she never had that Ronda Rousey scare factor. We talked about it with Mike Tyson. Right. When, when Ronda was in her day and she would make that ring walk, a lot of those fighters were defeated mentally. That, and, and, and I think Prohashka has that type of, uh, it's almost cachet, it's charisma, it's, all, it's scare tactics that I do think he could be one of those guys, Amal, that you're going to go, whoa, this dude is scary to watch do his craft. That could be uh, Yuri Prohashka in, the, in, the, in very short order. Who's the guy who wrestled at Oklahoma State? Uh, is it Daniel Cormier? Yeah. See, like, I look at him in interviews, very likable guy. Yeah. But, again, I want somebody in the heavyweight division. I, you know, Bones Jones doesn't really scare me, just a little bit of an eccentric personality. And Francis Ngannou's a scary guy. And, by the way, Ngannou, we've heard rumors that maybe he and Tyson Fury mix it up. I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm watching. I'm wagering. Give me that fight. Like, the, Francis Ngannou is a scary Human being. He's a huge dude, but I'm going to tell you right now, I want that from a betting perspective because to go from being an MMA fighter to fighting against the best fighters in the world, yeah. I think it's a, it's a challenge that people can't even truly quantify. I think it's a great point because if you remember the Connor fight against Floyd, where Connor had his moments early, sure. Connor didn't know how to throw boxing punches. Correct. You know, like he, he, he landed on Floyd. But, you know, boxers know how to take punishment. and They know how to roll with punches. That, that's what they kind of really couldn't get off those clean strikes. I wonder if that would be the same case for Francis Ngannou against the Tyson Fury. I know we don't have a lot of time. The one difference to your point in boxing, even when you're attacking and being aggressive, you're still always defending. Yes. Right? Like, I feel like in MMA, when you've got somebody in a vulnerable position, you're going in for the straight kill. You're attacking. Yeah. Well, what's the last instruction you get in boxing? You don't get it in MMA. Protect yourself at all times. Absolutely. That's what they say. I'm all, I think we should be boxing promoters and MMA promoters. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're going to have uh, Sean Zarilla join us. We're going to talk all things Major League Baseball, see what he likes on the big slate today. Come on back. It is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 4700 Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. Right now, oh my goodness, I don't want to jinx it. Two minutes to go in the first period. No score. Scoreless. Game seven, Carolina and Boston. So if you're an overbacker, you're going, of course, now is when the offense gets uh, put on the on the back burner. But you we'll know, see if it lasts. Only took seven games, and uh, <laughs> we'll see, as you said, if it lasts. Because i got to tell you one thing, Dave. Mm-hmm. The one thing that is going to change in this game, if there's an early goal scored at some point in time in the second period, it could change things. Yeah, so right now, a minute and a half to go in the first, still scoreless there. We mentioned the uh, the Giants and the and the Cardinals four nothing St. Louis. So your handicap of the under looks pretty good as they play the top of the ninth with uh, St. Louis having a four nothing lead. Hurricanes goal. There's your goal. Let's Boy, go baseball. I jinxed that. I, I, I don't care, buddy. I, I'm taking it. I jinxed that. Sorry, one I don't mean nothing. to make Sean keep waiting here, but I'm too fired up about my Canes. There you go. 124 to go in the first one nothing Carolina in that game seven. Let's bring in Sean Zarillo. Does a great job uh, with the Action Network. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Zarillo. Uh, Sean, welcome to the program, my friend. Let's talk Major League Baseball here and get to some of your best bets of the day. It's so funny because we're talking about hockey with, with all the goals that have been scored in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It feels like now in baseball here, it was under, 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 right? Now the weather's starting to warm up here. Is the ball changing too? Are we going to get more overs eventually? Do you think this is going to start to even out? Yeah, I appreciate the update on the Canes. I have some Canes futures, so it's nice to know they're up one nothing. The totals have been an absolute nuts, absolutely nuts in baseball so far this year. So the first 10 days of the season, the average total was around 8.8. Late in April, it dropped to 7.85, 7.9. First 10 days of May, around 7.3, 7.4. I'm talking in terms of average totals mm-hmm. on the board for the day. Today, we're back at 8.3. And yesterday, it was around the same. So the totals have come back up in April. If you just bet the under on every single game, you would have been up over $4,000. Betting all those unders, cashing at a 59% clip. In May, we're hitting fi- overs at a 55% rate. Blindly betting the overs, you'd be up $1,000. Wow, that's crazy. That's why we've seen the totals kind of come back in the middle, right? Started at 8.9, dropped as low to 7.3. Now we're back to 8.3. And if you wipe out the game at Coors Field today, we're at 8 flat. Wow. So definitely a lot of factors contributing to that. New baseballs, humidors in all 30 parks this year. Short spring training, maybe the hitter's timing was off a bit. 
We also had more relief pitchers on these rosters, expanded rosters, and starters weren't stretched out as much. So starters seeing fewer pitches in games, relievers being more aggressively used for matchup purposes, a lot of factors contributing to those unders. The weather warming up now, fewer relief pitchers on the roster, the Dodgers playing 31 games in 30 days. You're seeing all these factors contribute back to the overs, especially as the totals come down. So yeah, I think I've been quick to adjust my totals. I've actually managed to beat the market in both months on overs and unders. I'm pretty proud of that. But I think we're kind of hitting a neutral ground finally. Overs at the start of the month certainly were the boon, but I, I think the books have kind of adjusted back to where they should be in that around eight on your average total. I love the breakdown you gave there in terms of the stats from April to May, what we've seen. And his point, Sean made, I got absolutely slaughtered on unders two weeks ago in the <laughs> first weekend of May, just absolutely got crushed. But, you know, it's interesting to me, uh, the one thing that still continues to be a trend, Sean, is when you get into middle relief, these teams are going to score runs against these guys. It's almost like, hey, take these games over. You'll have a sixth inning, and they'll have a total of needing two and a half more runs. And if the game's one-sided, say six to one, it's almost guaranteed you're going to wind up at you know a scenario where you wind up in nine runs or ten runs, it feels like. Yeah, I try to project which bullpens are tired, which relievers are tired going into every day. With the Phillies, it's been an absolute nightmare the past few days. <laughs> we could talk about that game in a little bit, but... In, in the first month in April, I mentioned full game unders were absolutely crushing, but for the first five innings, it actually turned out that overs and unders were hitting as much as you would expect them to. I haven't run the numbers for May, so I'd be curious to check into that. But as we see these bullpens tighten up, as these relievers are getting used more frequently, getting more tired as we progress into the season, I do think there might be value betting into live overs, just considering these totals are so low. And, and books are really hesitant to push these totals, these live totals, above the key numbers. It's really hard to find, you know, you get one nothing in the, the second inning. It's hard to find those over sevens out there. You, or I should say it's hard to find the, the over seven and a half out there. They're really keeping them low, leaving them at seven, sometimes even a juice six and a half. So yeah, certainly targeting around those key numbers is seven and nine, especially if I have a pregame position, I'm certainly looking to middle later in games. Talking with Sean Zarillo from the Action Network, and let's get to some of those best bets. And, you know, you mentioned it, Sean, here. I've been uh, dabbling more in the first fives here when I look at pitching matchups that I like because of the bullpens, as you just mentioned. We just don't know what you're going to get, uh, certainly maybe once you get into the later innings. Uh, let's talk about the Cubs today against the D-backs in this one here. What's the lean that you like in this game? Yeah, so Kyle Hendricks has fallen off a bit the past two years. His expected indicators have climbed into the high fours. Zach Allen is a guy I've always been particularly high on, thought he could win a Cy Young at some point in his career. I don't know if he'll get there. But his expected indicators are down in the low twos this year. He's absolutely justifying a sub one ERA that he's carrying so far this season. I think Brent Strom has done a phenomenal job with this Diamondbacks pitching staff. Everybody is there is pitching well, particularly my guy Merrill Kelly. have been cashing a lot of unders on this team, especially when they weren't hitting earlier in the year. But their offense has definitely improved. A lot of young guys on that roster. My biggest win total bet this year was the Diamondbacks over. Certainly in good shape on that bet. But I love their first five line today. The the full game line is kind of evened out to my price target. I would set it at about minus 150. I wouldn't really go over that. But the first five line, I projected Arizona closer to minus 188. So I like that first five line up to about minus 175. Laid the juice with the Diamondbacks tonight. And I, this is my first time coming on the show, but I am typically an underdog better. I'm not one who is hmm. consistently laying the juice. I do it a little bit more with first five lines as compared to full game lines, but Definitely a, a spot where I laid big juice on the Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, I like your point you make there. I tend to never take a favorite over 140 to 145 in baseball, and I always advocate for the run lines there. Uh, so I, I think you bring up a good point, and I, I kind of want to expand on what Sean said there. Think about this, and not as much because the team has gotten really bad. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's some of the bottom teams. But back in the day, the worst teams would win three out of five games. The best teams would win five out of uh, eight games. Sean, I think you bring up an excellent point for people that are novices to betting uh, baseball. There's so much value in the dogs from a day-to-day -day scenario where that people overlook. Absolutely. I mean, I'm generally showing value on underdogs, especially on the full game lines. Now you get the bigger discrepancy in the pitching matchups, the starting pitching matchups, right? You get these guys whose expected indicators are over five facing ace pitchers who are in the mid threes, potentially even low threes. But once you get into the bullpens, the gap isn't as significantly wide, right? You may get a bullpen whose projected ERA for the day is 3.5 going against the bullpen at worst, who's 4.5. So you may get that one run differential over the final four innings of the game in terms of a projected ERA differential between two bullpens. But for the first five innings, you may get a difference as high as two, two and a half runs like the 
Garrett Cole had yesterday going against uh, Vince Velasquez. You know, there's a pretty significant difference, which is why I'm more willing to lay the first five line and the first five juice on these bigger favorites. So I agree with your point, though. It's very tough to get most favorites above that 65% number, which I really don't like laying over minus 160 on a full game line. If you've been uh, playing the Max Scherzer games in the last two for the Metropolitans, they have not been profitable here as they've lost his last two starts today. Chris Bassett back in the bump for the Metropolitans against the M's here and Bassett right now about a minus dollar 50 favorite over Seattle. Is there a lean that you like either first five or full game for this one? Yeah, I think George Kirby is a sleeper AL rookie of the year pick Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, you know, Pitchers kind of struggle to win the award. The rack up, rack up the playing time is difficult compared to what the hitters do in terms of win, wins above replacement. War tends to be a very, very strong indicator for ultimately who wins the Rookie of the Year award. And pitchers don't really get to the same level, generally speaking, as hitters. That said, I bet the first five under four, full game under seven and a half. I believe those have come down to three and a half and seven. So I probably wouldn't bet them as, at this point. But if you see a four and a half out there, or I should say a first five under four or a full game under seven and a half, Maybe even jumping live, that's what I would target. You know, also, you mentioned the Dodgers and the Phillies here, Sean. A couple wild games here in the last two nights. If you're a Dodger backer, you're thinking, how in the world did we lose uh, coming back from 7-1 two nights ago, but they don't get it done. They lose in extras last night. Uh, Urias is going to be back in the bump against Suarez for Philadelphia. How do you handicap this one today? You say, can't believe how the Dodgers lost those games. I had the Phillies in both games, and I can't believe they won both of those. <laughs> Last night was absolutely miserable. The night before was absolutely miserable. But when you catch the tickets, I guess it makes you a little bit happier. I didn't enjoy watching most of those games, though. <laughs> I am on the Phillies tonight again. Unfortunately, projected them around plus 140 in both halves. Bet them at plus 150 or higher. That's where my price target would be set. Also, like the first five under four, uh, four and a half. Bet that up to minus 130. Now, Ranger Suarez was great last year. Sub three expected indicators. This year, been a bit rough. Was sharper in his last start. Julio Rios, earlier in the year, his velocity was down. Last start, velocity came back up to 93.7. He was around 94.2 last year. So I think both pitchers are certainly improving and progressing into the season. That's why I like that first five under four set up to minus 130. But you do have to bet the Phillies here again, in my opinion, getting closer to plus 155, even plus 160 in both halves. Who's not going to bet the Dodgers tonight to break that losing streak? So at least seem like the underdog side. Hey, Sean, great information. Appreciate you, man. Check him out at the Action Network. Follow him on Twitter at Sean's Rilla. When we come back, we'll update everything going on in the world of the NHL. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. For the next few months, they're going to be filled with some of the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. Subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Montolvo is going to have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. And we're going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets, premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st, so sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. Brady Cannon is already in studio getting ready for his show with James Salinas. Whenever I see Brady, I always have to talk golf, ask him about Jordan Spieth, because next week he's probably got a good shot here at the PGA. Uh, but right now, Spieth is a couple off the lead. Three back right now, Sebastian Munoz, still the leader at 22 under. Ryan Palmer in second place, sole possession of that at uh, 20 under. And Joaquin Neiman, another one, one of the guys that Brady Cannon had, uh, he's right there too in the mix. He's at three, <laughs> three back of Munoz here as he plays the 18th hole. But you know, just when Brady's in here, and you and I talked about it a little bit off, uh, off the beginning of the show, next week is the PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Phil Mickelson is the reigning defending PGA champion. He's the oldest major champion in the history of golf. And after applying to play, now yesterday the sudden news, he's not going to play. And look, politics aside, you can feel however you want to feel about Phil, and that's totally fair with his comments about the Saudi League, everything else. The fact that he's just not there 
it, for whatever reason. If it's all Phil's accord, fine. If Phil Mickelson really is making this this decision independent of Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour, and everybody else, okay, I'm okay with it. If he's being kind of forced, wink, wink, behind the scenes to not play as the oldest PGA champion of all time, because now he's just persona non grata, then I'm all, I got a problem with it. Like, again, politics be damned. Novak Djokovic was not allowed to beat at the, the Australian Open. And I thought, you let him into the country, now you're not going to let him play tennis? Like, I thought it was a bad look. And I think potentially, without knowing the full details, if this is just on Phil, that's one thing. But if the PGA Tour somehow is kind of saying, you know what, we don't want you to play, I think that'd be a bad look, if that's in fact the case. And I'm not saying it is. Excuse me, I tend to agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, they're afraid of a little bit of competition here. And you see it, don't you? Well, listen, I thought Sergio Garcia's comments were very interesting. You know, he was talking about, he just flat out criticized the PGA. I'm out of here. Can't yeah. wait to be, be away from you guys. Absolutely. And if you get enough people that eventually walk, it'll be really interesting. And when you look at some of the bigger names, I get there are players that have had more success than Sergio, mm-hmm. but from an international name standpoint, he's a huge name. Big time. Yeah. Ian Poulter, rumored to, to be playing. Again, they're going to have some events starting, I believe, this month uh, overseas in the Saudi Golf League. So whether we like it as American golf fans, PGA Tour fans, what have you, you know, I, yes, I, I'm traditional. I, I love the, you know, the Ryder Cup's one of my favorite events in, in any sport, right? You're up against good old US of A. I, there's nothing I like more. I love the PGA Tour. But it does, it is interesting now, the pushback that we're starting to see on guys that have that have put their support, if you will, out there for this new Saudi Golf League, Phil being one of them. And look, I don't like the comments that Phil had to make uh, about some things that, that have happened, certainly in Saudi Arabia, American, American journalists, those sort of things. So those are for individuals to determine whether or not you like Phil, don't like Phil. My thing is, I like to watch greats play, period. I, wa- I like to watch Novak Djokovic play tennis. I like to watch Phil Mickelson play golf. I don't let the politics of however they feel about one thing affect me either way. But I do like to watch the best while we still have the opportunity to watch them perform as they're starting to age and they won't be around forever. Yeah, I tend to agree with you here. And I think uh, if you're the PGA, I don't think you should take such a hard and fast stance on this. I think you should be a little bit more open Mm. because to a certain extent, a lot of these tournaments potentially are taking place overseas. You do want to grow and expand your sport, even if it's not necessarily under your umbrella. Because at the end of the day, nowadays on TV, you're competing with so many different entities, streaming and other things. It's a real challenge out there to get eyeballs in front of you. Golf's an expensive sport. If you could expand it to a place where you may reach people the way Tiger did, that's what you need. Because right now, in in the last 10 years, we haven't had anybody that even comes close to the Tiger dynamic. No, and it is fascinating. And Brady is going to talk much more about it with with James and his show starting at the top of the hour. But, you know, you look at the USFL now, right? With the NFL. Look, the NFL's not sitting there going, oh, my God. Yeah. Rival football league. Right? They're going, go ahead. Do what you got to do. And let's see if you're successful. Right? And when the USFL, by the way, for old people like me in the 80s, when it was successful... The NFL said, we don't just want you guys kind of, we'll, we'll take some of that talent, bring it on over I, here. I've, I've always had a theory of how you could beat the NFL. Okay. If you've got Elon Musk type of money and Jeff Bezos, Uh-oh. you get together, you say, listen, we're going to give the cities the teams like Green Bay does, so nobody can threaten to move. You stick with the stadiums, all the revenue, instead of, you know, the $300 million that comes in on the TV deals. Mm-hmm. That all goes to player salaries. Trust me when I tell you those players will be gone in a minute. And you guarantee the salaries. See, that's one of the biggest problems in football. Wait, wait, right? are, are, you, are you saying you're going to go to to American cities that don't have football? No, you can go there with the t- teams and go compete. If you pay the players, if I said to the, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, mm-hmm. listen, there's never a threat of moving if they were still in Oakland, what have you. But we're going to get you a TV deal. We're going to come out of pocket in the first couple of years. Our point is we're going to pay you extremely well. We just want to break even, and then we'll go into profitability on our own. You have an opportunity because at the end of the day, you know, these owners, one of the things I've always said, you want public financing for teams, for stadiums, open your books. Nobody in the NFL wants to open their books because they don't want people to know they make a profit of nine figures a year. I think that's Roger Goodell out, out the door right there. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. He, they've already got the NFL police in here. I'm all on you. P- police, there might be a hit out soon. <laughs> uh, by the way, right now, uh, some Major League Baseball finals. Uh, St. Louis did get that 4 nothing win yep. over the Giants, so your handicap was spot on. 
on that one. Uh, are there any other baseball games today? Again, I, I thought it was a great conversation with Sean Zarillo in the last block. His game of the day, by the way, is I believe Arizona first five is what he likes fading Kyle Hendricks a little bit in that spot here. So you still have time to get down on that. He did like the Phillies for a third day in a row uh, against uh, uh, Julio Urias here in this one. Again, right now the Phillies uh, plus $1.65 is what I'm seeing. Uh, a bet MGM has done numbers been in flux a little bit here. Is there any other games out there that you like that are playable in your eyes? Not really. You mentioned that Phillies game, though. You know, you look at this Phillies offense flourishing right now. 21 runs in the last two games they against the Dodgers. Runs. Dodgers put up 17 themselves, but the pitching hasn't been able to get it done. Um, you know, the other thing is this is not logic because if you flip a coin and you sit there and say, what are the odds it's going to be heads or tails? It's always going to be 50-50. Mm-hmm. But in baseball, right now, when you get a bunch of games that are trending to the under, you'll find a game or two later in the day. It just seems to get over. Dodger Stadium last night, game one was over by the third inning. My goodness, yeah. That, that thing was never in doubt. I think it was 5-5 in, in, in the yeah. fourth, right? So that thing went well over. Uh, and again, the Metropolitans, Chris Bassett going up against Kirby here, and, and that's a young gun you have to watch out for for Seattle. So maybe danger uh, for the Metropolitan fans there after losing last night with uh, Scherzer on the bump. We did mention that Carolina, they are at the first uh, intermission. Uh, Tara Vinan got that goal for Carolina. So they're up one nothing. Uh, against Bruce Cassidy uh, in the, the Boston Bees. By the way, I'm so old. I covered Bruce when he was in D.C., and he was the youngest head coach, I believe, in the history of hockey. Now he's like an, an old, not, not old, but like now he's a weathered, respected <laughs> coach here in the NHL. Yeah, he's definitely, he's, you know, he still looks pretty young, but the hair dye works fairly well for him. <laughs> One nothing beats. So now, you know, you talk about finding spots to lock in profit. I know you have Carolina yeah. uh, preflop. Now they're up one nothing. Would you? W- would there be a scenario here if Carolina got a second goal? By the way, they're on a power play to begin the second period. Would there be a spot where you think about a head scenario? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got Carolina to win at minus one thirty, and I've got Carolina plus, excuse me, minus a goal and a half plus one seventy five. Okay, I'm I'm hoping they get Whoa. the next goal here. Uh, which they almost did as they're on this power play. They had a four-minute power play. It was a minute into the uh, end of the first, first period. period. Mm-hmm. And now they've got a huge opportunity. Dave, i got to tell you, this game's going to open up drastically if Carolina can get a second goal here with still two minutes remaining on the power play. Speaking of opening up now here, so again, still on that power play, what about hopping into some of those live totals? And right now, let me see if I can get a, a live number on there. Because the way we've seen these games go, and right now I'm seeing uh, five and a half, Okay, uh, and still one nothing. So again, with this power play, with a good opportunity here for Carolina, when you say open up, if they got a two goal lead and you back the under, look out because again, goals can come in a hurry. Absolutely, and there's going to be an air of desperation from Boston. It yep. won't come in the second period, but when we get to the third period, if it's a two-goal differential or even a three-goal difference, you're going to see a much more open-ice scenario in terms of what the Boston defense ends up doing. Defensemen are not necessarily worried about you know protecting their blue line. You know They've got to create opportunities because you'd have 20 minutes left in your season. That's right. So right now, again, this, this power play still has a minute to go in it, but a really good opportunity right now for Carolina – try to take that two-goal lead. They are keeping this thing in the B zone right now uh, as Boston certainly up against it. A man down here with just a minute to go in this four-minute power play. Yeah, I thought they were going to get it right there. Still one nothing right now as Boston does clear the zone. When we come back, we'll update that and also want to get your thoughts. I think you asked me something about the uh, NFC East. Yes. I might want to get back to NFC it. least. <laughs> come on back. It's me some these sports betting At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager in the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Amal Shaw, wrapping up this edition of Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. And we look up, and in the break, it was one nothing. Carolina was still on that extended power play. Well, they didn't score on the power play, but they scored an even strength goal to take a 2 nothing lead. But that has already gone by the wayside because Boston just got one on the board, and it looks like uh, here come the goals. All of a sudden, bam, 2-1 Carolina, 14.56 to go in the second. Yeah, DeBrus just got one here. Critical. Uh, I tell you what, wow. after we saw Carolina take the two-goal lead, uh, this uh, Boston team has come out with some energy. They did. Because they are getting dominated in that first yeah. period. They're lucky only to be down one. Uh, still lucky to only be down one, two to one. And we saw a stat when it was 2 nothing Carolina that teams with a two-goal lead at any point of a Game 7 in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs, 122-13. and 13. Your uh, your math mind says it's about a 90% clip? Correct. So the percentages would have said at 2-0 Carolina, you're going to win this game 90% of the time. It went to, what, a $9 favor for Carolina, yeah. but quickly that's been cut with this goal by Boston. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's going to be interesting now. Uh, this next goal is going to be crucial oh, the rest boy. of this game. but. Boston right back in it. I mean, here, d- down two. I mean, I know you're still down a goal, but it just changes the whole dynamic. Totally does. So a great goal there for Boston to get back in this thing. Uh, two to one. We'll keep a watch live. Of course, Brady Cannon, James Sweeney is going to take over at the top of the hour. I did want to talk a little bit more NFL. We talked about it at the beginning yeah. of the show here when we looked at the uh, the schedule releases out. And I, I've said this on the Lombardi line this week with Wes Reynolds and Mike Pritchard. By law, I cannot wager on the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> As a Cowboy fan, it's just it's against the law of the Cowboys. <laughs> but when you look at the NFC East and you take into totality what the Eagles did, getting A.J. Brown on draft day trade from Tennessee, you look at their draft, which I thought was pretty good, and you look at their odds now to win the division at plus 230, I love their win total at 8.5, but is this putting too much faith in Jalen Hurts? Because I know that's the question mark going forward in the city of brotherly shop this year. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think you're absolutely right. And um, 
it's going to be interesting to see what this team's able to do with Hurts under center. I like Minshew. Um, I don't know if he's your full-time franchise guy. Which but he's a good backup. Yeah, he's a good backup. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out. And if they don't have a good year, maybe the next year they try to move up and go get one of those two guys. If I'm betting, and normally I would say I would caution America out there, betting overs for preseason win totals can be dangerous because of injuries, things that we don't see. So unders can actually benefit you with the unknown, right? right? But I, I do look at the Eagles, not to say that it's foolproof at eight and a half, but if Hertz is not the guy, they're going to find out this year. Uh, Howie Roseman, and the, the G, they have said basically, look, look we got first round picks. Yeah. Picks, plural, yep. next year. So if, and it's a better quarterback draft. So if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, they're going to know this is going to be his chance. So if he falters, Gardner Minshew feels like a, a capable enough quarterback in what should be a down division. I, I don't know what to make of the commanders and or the G-men and the Cowboys, to be perfectly honest with you. I kind of look at that. They went nine and eight last year. Yeah. They made the playoffs. And they gave Tampa Bay a little bit of a run for a little bit. And then Hurts just was not very good overall in that playoff game against the Buccaneers. He's got to be better if they're going to win big, but they won nine games last year. Like, I'm surprised it's only eight and a half. I have seen some nines pop, but if you get an eight and a half, I think the only way I could play this is, is over. I, I just look at this team, and, and Jalen Hurts, to me, is just not the guy I want under center. I thought that when he was in Alabama. I thought that when he was at Oklahoma. I don't think anything's changed for me in terms of how I see him as a quarterback and as a passer. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out in Philadelphia, but... Now you bring in A.J. Brown. You've given him a proven commodity. If he can't perform with A.J. on the outside, I think you're going to move on from him after this year. Wow. Uh, when you look at the NFC East and the strength of schedule overall, mm-hmm. it's not strong, mm-hmm. right? The schedule, at least. And the, the thing about the schedules, and I, and I get it, you look at this and you go, my goodness, i got to bet these overs. Yeah. The problem is, is that's based on what the, those teams did a year ago. We're going to see a lot of worst of first, right? We see it every year. Could be the Ravens this year in the AFC in their division, right? We've seen it traditionally in the uh, in the NFC South, I believe. They always had a team that would go worst to first until Tom Terrific came over there and kind of took over that division. So you're going to see some flops, but and some flip flops. But I look at the 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 schedules just aren't hard. I'm mean, we're talking about the, the hardest one on paper is the Giants. It's tied for 29th strength of schedule. Cowboys and Commanders 31st. Eagles 30th. I mean, the double dog daring you to take the overs with some of these these win totals. Yeah, they really are. And I'll tell you that additional game is going to be crucial to these season, season win totals. Yeah. I think it'll be something that'll be interesting to pay attention to. Um, kind of go through the schedule where you think there are potential wins. Um, you know, I kind of look at it like, okay, this is a win. This is a loss. And then you got those games that are kind of on the balance um, where you're not sure which way it's going to go. You know, I, I sometimes trends, they can be your friend. You don't have to get married to them all the time. But there is a trend right now in the NFC East, and it's not a good one for a Cowboy fan like myself. They have not had a repeat champion in the NFC East. No, by the way, the Cowboys won the division last year. I believe since 2004. That's amazing. With the Eagles when they did it back-to-back. So history is not on the Cowboys' side if you want to play the small favorite to win the division in the Cowboys. Now, I know the Amari Cooper, there's a lot of consternation about giving him away for a six-round pick. From all the... All my sources down there, and you have more sources than I do down there. They say right now, this is the first year now that Dak Prescott is being able to have a normal offseason and not rehab anything. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb could really be the guy that just explodes this year. Michael Gallup, they get their, they re-signed him, but he is coming off an ACL. They think he'll be ready for week one. We'll find out. Is there, is there pause for you when it comes to the Cowboys to repeat as NFC East champs. No, because I think when you look at the rest of the division, I don't like Daniel Jones under center for the Giants. Um, I do like their draft picks with Neil and uh, Thibodeau. I do too. Um, I think when you look at uh, Philadelphia, question marks, quarterback. See, the biggest problem right now in the NFC East, Dave, who is a quarterback? If I said to you right now, who's the second best quarterback in the NFC East? Wow. Who is it? Oh, my God. I got to choose between Carson Wentz, Danny Dimes, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Woofa. I mean, that's just that's just ugly. I don't want any of those guys. No. I, I don't I, you know what I, I might say uh, no, I can't say. I was gonna say Carson Wentz. I can't say Carson Wentz. I watched him last year in Indianapolis. If this is Carson Wentz pre-knee injury where he was an MVP candidate, sure. That guy hasn't existed in three years. If you, it's not the same guy. So by name recognition, you could say Carson Wentz, but I don't think you're doing your due diligence if you just want to blindly pick Carson Wentz. 
Danny Dimes, this is his last year. They didn't pick up his option. So he's pretty much out the door in New York. He knows that. We know that. Jalen Hurts, we mentioned him. This is put up or shut up. He could be out the door. I mean, the, the revolving door of quarterback in the NFC is not named Dak Prescott is astounding right now. And to your point, you know, you said, Carson Wentz, if you had actually been definitive in that, I would ask you if he was a relative. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's the problem. If you watched him last year, I mean, the, the, the funniest thing is, if you notice Jacksonville, by the way, and, you know, social media rules the day these days. Jacksonville is going to play the Commanders week one. Do you yeah. know what Jacksonville tweeted out officially? No. Tell Carson we said hello. <laughs> I mean, when Jacksonville Jaguars social media is trolling Carson Wentz because of what they did last year against Indianapolis to keep the Colts out of the postseason, when Carson Wentz was just an abomination at, in the biggest game, and you're going to trust him in a win total if you're a Washington Commanders backer? Good luck. It's it's crazy. I mean, come on, you know, you know. Listen, I, I'm not worried about the team's uh, social media doing that, but I thought it was a pretty good line. Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that is Tell really Carson good. Carson, we said hello. We'll see you week one. Pretty darn good. Uh, two to one right now, Carolina. Twelve twenty to go in the second. Again, this this got down to five and a half, I believe, in the total. And all all of a sudden, you're thinking, my goodness, if Carolina gets to three quickly, that over is going to hit. Because we're talking about pulling goalies, that sort of thing. So already for what looked like, man, we can't get a scoreless first. Then you get that first one, and you mentioned it right there. You said the floodgates could open. Starting to open, 2-1 already. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we're not even halfway through the second period. You haven't even had uh, additional power play opportunities aside from the carryover from the first period. So, again, uh, this game seven, the first of three on the docket day. today. Pretty darn good. Uh, I'm all enjoyed the program as always, my friend. Always enjoy the conversation. Likewise. Uh, want to thank a uh, Andrew McKinnis. We want to thank Mike Peranio and uh, Sean Zarillo who joined the program as well. Don't go anywhere. Brady and James coming at you at the top of the hour right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.